All praises to the Most High and the Most High only. I'm your host, Brownson Arabiji. I'm bringing to you another episode of The Narrow Path of the Righteous. The Most High put it on my spirit to speak about how to govern yourself according to the book of Proverbs. The book of Proverbs is a step-by-step outline on how to govern yourself to live a life pleasing to the Most High. If you combine the laws, statutes, and commandments and meditate on the Torah day and night and hearken your heart to the book of Proverbs, your life will dramatically change for the better. Your wisdom will grow to levels you couldn't have ever imagined. I'm always going to speak on the law, statutes, and commandments of the Most High. But the book of Proverbs is a beautiful piece of work that outlines how both righteous men and righteous women are to govern themselves each day throughout their life. The book of Proverbs was written by King Solomon who was a son of King David and King Solomon grew to be the wisest king and wisest person that has ever walked this earth and there should be none like him consistent themes throughout the book of Proverbs include The praising of the Torah and its study. Seeking wisdom and understanding. Striving to live righteously through the Torah. But most importantly, the fear of the Most High. One Kings chapter three, verse five through 13. In Gibeon, the Most High appeared to Solomon in a dream of the night. God said to him, request what I should give to you. Verse six, Solomon said, you have done a great kindness with your servant. David, my father, because he walked before you with truth and justice 
and with uprightness of heart with you. And you have preserved for him this great kindness and have granted him a son who sits on his throne this very day. Verse 7. And now, the Most High, my God, you have crowned your servant in place of David, my father, but I am a young lad. I do not know how to go out and come in. Verse 8. Your servant is in the midst of your people, whom you have chosen. A large nation that can neither be counted nor numbered because of its abundance. Verse 9. May you grant your servant an understanding heart to judge your people to distinguish between good and evil. For who can judge this formidable people of yours? Verse 10. It was good in the eyes of the Lord that Solomon had requested this thing. Verse 11. The Most High said to him, Because you have requested this thing, and you have not requested length of days, and have not requested riches, and have not requested the life of your enemies, but you have requested understanding to comprehend justice. Verse 12. Behold, I have acted in accordance with your words. Behold, I have given you a wise and understanding heart, such that there has never been anyone like you before, nor will anyone like you ever arise. Verse 4, 13. Furthermore, even that which you did not request, I have granted you. Even riches and honor. All your days. Such that there has never been any man among the kings like you. Verse 14. If you walk in my ways, observing my decrees and commandments, as your father David walked, I shall prolong your days. So that was the Most High visiting Solomon. And asking the young king what he wanted as a king. And all of the things that Solomon could have requested. Riches. 
land, a long life, the hand of his enemies. He asked for wisdom, knowledge, and understanding so that he could lead his people correctly. For you have to remember how young Solomon was in this situation. And what he had to live up to. For many say King David is arguably the greatest king, depending on how you look at it. So Solomon knew he had big shoes to fill with his father. So the Most High blessed him with not only being the wisest man that we've ever seen, but no one shall ever be wiser than Solomon. And so the Most High blessed him on top of that with riches and everything that he needed. Proverbs chapter 1, verse 3 through 6. To accept wise dis discipline, righteousness, justice, and fairness. Verse 4. To provide simpletons with cleverness, a youth with knowledge and design. Verse 5. That a wise one may hear and increase his learning, and a discerning one may inquire strategies. Verse 6. To understand parable and epigram, the words of the wise and their enigmas. So that was the whole purpose of Solomon writing and providing the book of Proverbs to us. For us to accept wise discipline, to seek righteousness, justice, and fairness, and to provide those who don't have it with cleverness, the youth with knowledge and design. And so that way a wise person may continue to increase their learning. And someone who's looking to discern may acquire different strategies. This is the purpose of the book of Proverbs and the beauty behind how deep it is and the connection to both man and woman as far as how to govern ourselves in a righteous manner. Proverbs chapter 1, verse 7. The fear of the Most High is the beginning of knowledge. Foolish ones scorn wisdom and discipline. It's simple. So if you follow the first commandment by believing in God and the Most High only and fear Him through His commandments by listening to them and following them along with His laws and statutes, that is the beginning of knowledge. But a foolish individual scorns wisdom and discipline. They don't want to live by the ways of the Most High. They don't want to live by any morality or accountability. Because for them, it's too much work. 
Wisdom itself loses its meaning without the fear of the Most High. People could be out here reading a hundred books a year. hundred books plus a year. Just being a sponge of information. But if they don't have a connection to the Most High and they don't fear Him, what benefit is that information? They could be led astray in so many ways because they won't have the wisdom, knowledge, understanding, or discernment to sift through any folly that they come across. Proverbs chapter 1, verse 20. Wisdom sings out in the street. It gives forth its voice in the squares. What does that mean? The Most High's message is everywhere. But it's up to you to seek it and up to you to see it. So there's no excuse not to hearken to the Most High and not to want to be better and to want to learn more and live a life that's pleasing to God and a life that's righteous. Proverbs chapter 2, verse 1 through 5. My child, if you accept my words and treasure my commandments with yourself, verse 2, to make your ears attentive to wisdom, incline your heart to understanding, verse 3. For only if you call out to understanding, and give forth your voice to discernment, if you seek it as if it were silver, if you search for it as if it were a hidden treasure, verse 5, then you will understand the fear of the Most High and discover the knowledge of God. For the Most High grants wisdom from His mouth come knowledge and understanding. So what does that mean? If you treasure wisdom, you will acquire it because the Most High will grant it to you if you treasure it and you see its importance. Proverbs chapter 2 verse 9 through 12. Then you will understand righteousness and justice, fairness in every good course. When, verse 10. When wisdom enters your heart and knowledge becomes pleasant to your soul. Verse 11. A wise design will watch over you and understanding will safeguard you. Verse 12. To rescue you from the way of evil 
from a person who speaks duplicities. The Torah and the Tanakh will save you from perverse ideas, from evildoers. The Most High will protect you from this. Proverbs chapter 3 verse 1 through 7 My child do not forget my Torah and let your heart guard my commandments verse 2 for they are they add to you length of days and years of life and peace verse 3 Kindness and truth will not forsake you. Bind them upon your neck. Inscribe them on the tablet of your heart. Verse 4. And you will find favor and goodly wisdom in the eyes of good and man, of God and man. Verse 5. Trust in the Most High with all your heart and do not rely upon your own understanding. Verse 6 In all your ways know Him and He will smooth your paths. Verse 7 Do not be wise in your eyes. Fear the Most High and turn away from evil. The Most High is telling us to cleave to His Torah and to study it. Let your heart guard His commandments. He will add length to your life, along with peace and prosperity. That kindness and truth will not forsake you if you continue to seek this. And you will find favor and goodly wisdom in his eyes along with other people. Trust in the Most High with all your heart and not understanding upon your own understanding will ensure to bring you success. For the Most High will smooth open your path. It's pretty simple. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 11 through 17. My child, do not despise the Most High's discipline and do not despise his reproof. Verse 12. For the Most High admonishes the one he loves. And like a father, he mollifies the child. Verse 13. Praiseworthy is a person who has found wisdom. A person who can derive understanding from it. Verse 14. For its commerce is better than the commerce of silver. And its produce is better than fine gold. Verse 15. It is more precious than pearls, and all your desires cannot compare to it. 
verse 16. Length of days is at its right, at its left, wealth and honor. Verse 17. Its ways are our ways of pleasantness, and all its pathways are peace. So do not run away from the Most High's discipline. If you mess up in something and he brings calamities to your life, don't run, don't continue to run away from it. Repent and seek him and seek understanding of why you made that decision, why things are happening to you in your life. If you're unhappy about something, if you're fearful of something, if you if you have a setback in your life, if you're anxious or if you're overthinking, ask yourself what are you doing in your life that it's bringing upon unpleasantness in your life for the most high is not going to just do something to you just to do it he brings peace into the life of the righteous those that seek and cleave to him he says that a person who has found wisdom which is first believing in the most high and fearing him and following his law statutes and commandments has found understanding and can derive understanding from it, but it is worth more than silver and it produces more than fine gold and wisdom is more precious than pearls and anything that you desire cannot compare to wisdom and a connection with the Most High because it brings about that peace of mind, that everlasting peace of mind that you can't put a dollar sign on. Imagine waking up every day and you're not stressed out. You're not overworried. Your thoughts are not cluttered. Your mind is not foggy. You don't feel contentiousness in your spirit. You don't feel something grabbing at your spirit. You don't feel emotional or unhappy. That's peace of mind. And the Most High says it's worth more than anything, anything that we want. That is what I found in my life. And that's something I will never turn away from. Not out of my own selfishness, but from the fact that it has altered and changed my life tenfold. And to wake up every day and not be stressed out, especially in today's day and age, that is a blessing in and of itself. So we all must seek that if we truly want to be happy. Proverbs chapter 3 verse 27. Do not withhold good from its rightful recipients when you have the power to do it. Be kind and thoughtful. Plain and simple. We've all learned about the golden rule growing up. How we want to be treated. It's how we should treat others. And if you have the opportunity to bless someone or give them knowledge or do something kind for them, do it. Do it out of the goodness of your heart and don't expect anything back in return. See, that's kindness. That's the difference between being nice and being a pushover where you're doing something because you want people to admire you or seek, you're seeking um, gratification or you're seeking approval. 
or you're seeking inner validation from others versus the most high. See, I don't care about anybody's validation. The only thing that I'm validated by is the most high. That is peace of mind. That's the true validation of life is to have the most high. Be happy in the way you're living. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 14 through 16. Do not come to the path of the wicked and do not walk in the way of evildoers. Verse 15. Reject it. Do not pass on it. Veer away from it and pass on. Verse 16. For the wicked cannot sleep if they do not do evil. Their sleep will be robbed if they do not cause others to stumble. Plain and simple. Don't follow on the path of others. Don't be a follower in life. Don't just do things because you want to fit in with the crowd. Don't just follow the majority because you're worried about how you might be perceived. Reject their path and do not pass on it if it's not righteous. We all have that inner thought. We all have that gut instinct. What do you think that is? That gut instinct has left you? You should do some soul searching. You clearly are full steam ahead on an evil path. But if you still have that gut instinct, you need to hearken to it and listen to it. That's the most high nudging at you. You know when something is wrong. After a certain age, you know deep down when something is wrong. The wicked cannot sleep if they do not do evil. Their sleep will be robbed if they cannot cause others to stumble. Look around at the society. Look around at those who have the opportunity to help, those that hoard money, that have millions to billions of dollars, but won't give up any of it, won't even share a dollar with an individual. Look around at those who have access to land and quote unquote own the Most High's land. I'm talking about the Jeff Bezos, the Bill Gates, the Queen Elizabeth. Those are the wicked. Those are the ones that cannot sleep at night if, unless they continue to do evil. And that's just a small example. That's a small sample size of people. That's just an example. But that's what that verse, those verses are talking about and describing. That's who they are talking about. Proverbs chapter 4. Verse 18 through 19. The path of the righteous is like the glow of sunlight, growing brighter until high noon. Verse 19. But the way of the wicked is like darkness. They know not upon what they stumble. Living righteously 
is like the glow of sunlight. And it continues to grow brighter and brighter. But the life of a wicked is like darkness. And you will not be able to see. And you'll continue to stumble. I see it every day in people. I see it every day in relationships with people that I've had in the past. And now at my age, you can see when somebody is going through a calamity that the Most High has put on them. We hide it every day through our idolization of celebrities, through sports, through substances such as alcohol and weed and drugs, through sex and fornication and spreading our spirit thin and destroying our temples through the abominable foods that we eat, that we allow to enter our temples, that have parasites, that eat away at our brain and our flesh and shorten our days. Through the lack of exercise and taking care of your temple, which prolongs your days. You can see that in a person. You can see when they're going through that, when there's darkness and there's not light in their life. And that, from time to time, can get at you, especially if that person was close to you or, or still in your life. But ultimately, you have to accept what it is and do your best to get that information out there and, and pray that they change. Otherwise, pray that the Most High can be merciful upon them and show them a sign so that they do change and they do hearken to His ways. For it's not up to us to convert somebody, but it's up to us to share this information and hope and pray that somebody sees it and it hits home for them. That's all you can do is to pray that a person's eyes can open and they can hearken to the Most High. It's not up to us to convert them. The Most High is not even trying to convert them. So as long as you're getting that word out there, don't stress out about whether it hits home from somebody or not because this word isn't for everyone. And so you must focus on those who have an eager heart and an eager mind and want to change their life and help those who are already growing and blossoming. Proverbs chapter 5, verse 22. The iniquities of the wicked one will trap him, and he will be suspended in the cords of his sins. So the iniquities of a wicked person will trap him. That person will continue to be ensnared in sin after sin after sin. They'll be trapped. They'll do one wrong thing and do another wicked thing and another worse wicked thing until the point that they're living wickedly. Proverbs chapter 20, 
Proverbs chapter 5, verse 23. He will die for refusing discipline and for the abundant foolishness with which he strayed. The Most High is literally telling you that you will die for refusing to discipline yourself and allow the Most High to discipline you through changing yourself. In my mid-20s, the way that I was living, the fast life that I was living, those that know me know and can to, can to attest to where I was and where I am now. It's really hard to put into words how thankful that I am that the Most High humbled me through many setbacks, many things in my life that went south. And I truly believe the path that I was on was a path of an early grave. Plain and simple. Proverbs chapter 6, verse 12 through 15. The lawless man is a man of iniquity. He goes forth with distortion of the mouth. Verse 13. He winks with his eyes, shuffles with his feet, points with his fingers. Verse 14, duplicity is in his heart. He plots evil all the time. He stirs up strife. Verse 15, therefore, his undoing will come suddenly. He will be broken in an instant without healing. If you continue to be dishonest and continue to live wickedly and have alternative motives, ulterior motives, and throw people off, you're digging your own grave. And the Most High is watching. He's just letting you continue to add up all of the things that you're doing and you're continuing to add them up and trust that he's watching. Proverbs chapter 6, verse 6 through 18. 16 through 18. The Most High hates these six, but the seventh is the abomination of his soul. Chapter verse 17. Haughty eyes, a false tongue, and hands spilling innocent blood. Verse 18. A heart plotting iniquitous thoughts, feet hastening to run to evil. Let's read verse 19. A false witness sprouting lies in one who stirs up strife among brothers. Mosai hates with a passion and he considers it an abomination 
of the person's soul. A person with haughty eyes, meaning they're scanning and looking around for ways to create strife and drama. And they have a false tongue that they'll slander or gossip. They'll be a gossip monger. And their heart is plotting iniquitous thoughts and they will quickly run to evil. And they'll be a talebearer sprouting false witness and they know that they're stri- causing strife among others. Most high will destroy you. Proverbs chapter 6 verse 20 through 23 Heed my son the command of your father and do not forsake the teaching of your mother. Verse 21 Tie them to your heart always. Entwine them upon your neck. Verse 22, as you go forth, it will guide you. As you recline, it will guard you. And when you awake, it will converse with you. Verse 23, for a commandment is a lamp and the Torah is light. And reproving discipline is the way of life. So do not forsake the Most High and seek to keep His commandments, all of His commandments, and hearken to the Torah and meditate on it. For the Torah is light. It's the light of your life. Proverbs chapter 8, verse 10 through 11. Accept my discipline and not silver. For knowledge is choicer than fine gold. Verse 11. For wisdom is better than pearls. And all desires cannot compare to it. The most highest discipline is better than silver. And knowledge is better than fine gold. Wisdom is better than pearls, and all the desires that you have cannot compare to it. So first you seek his discipline, his knowledge, and his wisdom. Proverbs chapter 9 verse 13 through 18 the woman of foolishness croons the woman of simpleness who does not know anything verse 14 she sits at the door of her house on a chair at the city heights Verse 15, to call out to the passerby 
who makes their ways upright. Verse 16. Whoever is a simpleton, let him turn here. As for the one who lacks an understanding heart, she says to him, verse 17, stolen waters are sweet and bread eaten in secret places is pleasing. Verse 18, but he does not know that dead men are there, that those she invites are in the deepest grave. A woman of foolishness will always seek attention from anyone and anything while she remains idle and destructive in life. She's destroying herself. But a wise woman will build and strengthen. Proverbs chapter 10, verse 6 through 7. Blessings will descend upon the head of the righteous one, but their violence will smother the mouth of the wicked. Verse 7. Remembrance of a righteous one brings blessing, but the name of the wicked will rot. The righteous person always blesses others, and in turn the Most High will bless them in return, and he will be blessed by all that know them. So anytime I have ever witnessed a righteous person coming into my life, the Most High has blessed me. He has blessed me. Not the other way around. The Most High has blessed me. And therefore, if I hearken to that righteous person, that righteous person's work will be blessed. See, some people come into your life for a season or some people come into your life for a reason. It's up to you to be able to discern that if you are looking to improve upon your life. When the when people hear a righteous person's name, they will bless that name. But the name of a wicked will rot. So if you're righteous, People are going to admire you, even if it's from afar, even if they don't vocally say it deep down, they are going to admire you because the most high makes it that way. But if you are a known wicked person, your name will rot and people won't even think of you. And if you're brought up, people will be disgusted. Proverbs. Chapter 10, verse 18. One who conceals hatred has lying lips, but one who utters slander is a fool. Someone who hides hatred behind dishonest flattery. 
they're a fool. Along with the slanderer. I don't like flattery. Flat out, I've told people this before in my life. Don't flatter me. For you don't know the heart of a person. So, over-exaggerated flatter, flattery should be looked at sideways. Your eyebrow should raise. A compliment is different than flattery. A true, genuine compliment is, is a compliment. It's a that's how the person feels in the moment or how they always have felt about you as an individual. That's a compliment. Those are the traits that are undeniable, the gifts that the Most High blesses you with. If you have certain gifts, that's a compliment. And somebody who really appreciates that will let you know that. But flattery, that's completely different. That's when somebody is looking to get something out of you, looking to deceive you, looking for something bad to happen to you. That's, that's the difference between a compliment and flattery. You've got to be vigilant. One of the best things you can do is just let a person talk. They'll tell you who they are. Just let them talk. And guard your spirit. Guard your energy. Guard your aura. Proverbs chapter 12, verse 23. A clever person conceals knowledge. But the heart of fools proclaim foolishness. A wise person will conceal knowledge until they know it's the proper time to reveal it. But a fool always says whatever comes to mind. Both men and women, we must master this in all aspects of our life. Personally and professionally. In all aspects. To know when to conceal your knowledge. To hold on to it. And Reveal it at the proper time. Don't always say what comes to mind. Not everything is important to say. Be a fly on the wall. Learn to soak in game. Learn to listen to others. Learn to absorb what's around you and observe game. Proverbs chapter 13, verse 11. Wealth gained by vanity will diminish. But that gathered by hand will increase. Any type of wealth gained in a dishonest way simply not last. Especially in today's society in America with 3Ks. When somebody's telling you to get fast money, get into crypto, get into the coins, get into the stocks. Oh, we can, we can make money this way, but you know deep down it's a dishonest thing. You're selling your people poison, or you're pushing onto them idolatry. That's dishonest way of gaining wealth in a system that's already crumbling anyway. The last thing that we should be doing is chasing riches in this society that's crumbling. We should be hearkening to the law, statutes, and commandments of the Most High, and meditating on the Torah day and night. Once the Most High brings you to the new land, He will bless you with wealth. Wealth in spirit. Wealth in peace of mind. 
wealth and health, wealth and money. Don't let Christianity or these Christians tell you that through their New Testament folly and lies that you can't make it if you're a rich person. That is not true. It's how you govern yourself and how you accumulate that money and that wealth. I mean, look at Solomon. His riches, look how he built the temple. Solomon was wealthy. I'm telling you, wealthy. If you continue to read through Proverbs and you read Chronicles and you read both 1 Kings and 2 Kings and even parts of Samuel, you'll know. Proverbs 13, chapter 13, verse 24. One who spares his rod hates his child, but he who loves him disciplines him in his youth. What does that mean? A parent who truly loves their child will discipline them in an early age. Deep down, kids desire instruction and guidance. They need to know how to govern themselves, their children. My parents were old school. I got the belt. But did I make those mistakes time and time again? Absolutely not. I might have maybe one other time or a couple other times, but it was never these egregious mistakes. At the end of the day, if you don't discipline your children, this society will discipline your children. Because without your discipline from an early age, they will be destroyed. Look at the black community. Look at the curses of Deuteronomy chapter 28 to all of our people. Look at our young black males and our young black women. Look at what's going on in our communities. Look at our men when we lead the numbers, when it comes to imprisonment, to death before 25, to gun violence in our communities. Look at what's going on with our family dynamic. When the Most High said that the nakedness of our women will be exposed to all the nations. You got your women out here barely wearing anything and shaking their ass in the streets, showing that to their daughters, showing them that being promiscuous is the way, showing them to get the bag, girl, get the bag. There's no discipline in our families. Our families are destroyed. And it's deeper than that. I'll go in on this in another time. It's deeper than that. Because our families are targeted through the Great Migration, through the welfare system, through feminism, through COINTELPRO, through the three strikes you're out rule, through so many ways of our captors, because we are in bondage. Black women lead the abortion rates by a landslide. Black women lead 
single mother homes by a landslide. Black men lead violence against each other by a landslide. These are curses, folks. Until we hearken to the law, statutes, and the commandments of the Most High and His Torah, these curses will never subside from us. So we have to discipline our children. We have to show them what's right. Look at the society. Look what they've allowed to happen. They've allowed children to govern their parents and have the power to call the cops on their parents for quote-unquote abuse. But if your kid stole something, you can't even discipline them. That's how wicked this society is. That's what they want to happen. They don't want us disciplining our child and turning them into true kings and queens. Wake up. Open your eyes. That's why I'm so passionate about that because I love my people. I love righteous people of all nations, but I especially love my people because that's the color. That's that's the hue that I am in. That's the likeness that the Most High made me. So they are my people. So I have no choice but to love them because I've always genuinely loved them. But we got to do better. And so that's the vow that I made to myself when I have my first son, my first daughter, because I will have plenty of children. I'm telling you right now, I already made that vow to the Most High. And they will have discipline from an early age and they will hearken to the Torah and they will hearken to knowledge. And that knowledge and that discipline will save them. Proverbs chapter 14, verse 15 through 18. A fool believes anything, but a clever person understands it correctly. Verse 16. A wise man fears and turns away from evil. But a fool becomes enraged and is confident. Verse 17. A short-tempered person acts foolishly. And a person who designs evil is hated. Verse 18. Fools have inherited folly. But the clever are crowned with knowledge. foolish person will believe anything but a clever person will sit back and analyze it and break it apart and build it back together so that they understand it correctly they can see through the gimmicks they can see through the lies through the pandemic through the programs the mass programs through the vaccination programs through the stay-at-home programs A wise person fears and turns away from evil. A person with a short temper acts foolishly. You're in your emotions, especially males. You're going to make bad decisions. Men are supposed to govern themselves with wisdom, knowledge, and understanding, and logic. Logic. Not quick to anger. Fools have inherited folly, but those who are clever are crowned with knowledge. It's 
pretty straightforward. Proverbs chapter 15, verse 3. The eyes of the Most High are everywhere, seeing the evil and the good. The Most High sees everything that we do, both good and evil. So who are you to disrespect him? And act like you can live unrighteously and he won't judge you for it. A good example of that is Christianity and the church and all what they feed and spoon feed you of your sins are already taken care of because some man died for you. The Most High sees everything that's good and evil. Plain and simple. So you have to govern yourself and you have to live by a moral code, which is the law, statutes, and commandments of the Most High and hearkening and meditating on his Torah. That is what is good and righteous in his eyes. Nothing else, plain and simple. The Most High only cares about righteousness. He doesn't care about what you care about. If it's not his program, he does not care about it. Proverbs chapter 15, verse 14. An understanding heart will seek wisdom, and the mouth of fools will befriend folly. A wise and righteous individual always is seeking wisdom. They're always trying to learn. They're always trying to add new knowledge to their life. They're always trying to expand their mind. They're always trying to correct themselves. They're always trying to seek the most high's discipline. They're always trying to do better and take a step forward every single day. They seek wisdom. But the mouth of a fool will befriend folly. The mouth of a fool has no knowledge. They have lack of good sense. They only seek foolishness. They seek ways to feed their flesh. They waste time. You only got so much time on this earth. So what are you doing sitting around, not doing anything to improve upon yourself and improve upon this world and add value? That's the life of a fool. That's how I used to live, the folly that I used to live. Literally not caring about the next day, just caring about being in the moment or caring about things that didn't matter to the Most High, that were destructive to my life. You can go on so many ways that this happens. Proverbs chapter 15, verse 33. Fear of the Most High is the discipline of wisdom, and humility precedes honor. First and foremost, got to follow that first commandment and believe in the Most High and the Most High only. From there, your fear of the Most High and what he instructs you to do and how to govern yourself is the discipline of wisdom. And your humility precedes honor. Your humility is going to bring about honor in your life, being humble to the Most High, knowing when you messed up 
and repent and change your ways, not just mess up and continue to do that cycle. Because at the end of the day, you're mocking the most high. You don't fear the most high. If you continue to make the same mistakes that are destructive to you and destructive to those around you, that is a mockery in and of itself to the most high and he will cut you off. That is wisdom, is fear of the most high and the most high only. Fear of the Most High is the first steps towards life and wisdom. Proverbs chapter 16, verse 7. When the Most High favors a man's ways, even his foes will make peace with him. When the Most High favors your ways, when you're living righteously in His eyes, a life pleasing to Him, even those around you, your enemies, will make peace with you. They have no choice but to make peace with you because they can see your aura. They can see that you're set apart. See, there's some spiritual guidelines out here that people have to understand. You are truly protected by the Most High if you walk on the narrow path of righteousness. When you hearken to his law, statutes, and commandments. When you sanctify his Sabbaths. When you walk with principle and justice and fairness and live a life full of righteousness, kindness, but judgments. Kindness in the fact that you show kindness to those who show it to you and deserve it. You bless those who bless you. But you're not a nice guy. You're not out here just trying to be kumbaya with everybody you bless those that deserve it and you curse those that need it that deserve it the wicked you curse the wicked and you bless the righteous the most high will favor your way and your foes will make peace with you they have no choice plain and simple proverbs chapter 16 verse 9 a man's heart will plot his way and the Most High will set his steps aright. As long as you're walking with the Most High, your heart will guide you. But the steps that you're walking on and the path that you're walking towards, the Most High will make right for you. He will protect you. I pray for that constantly i pray to the most high may my life outlook and what i do and the decisions i do on a daily basis and the thoughts that i think be aligned with what you see fit for my life see the most high didn't make me to just grow up and get an education for what the first 18 years of my life and then get an office job for the next 30 40 years until i retire no the most high has a vision for me and every single person it's just up to me to seek him and live righteously and live a life pleasing to him. 
Therefore, if I do so, he will protect my path. Anybody know that knows me knows that I love solitude. I love, I got a great core group of people in my life. But ultimately, solitude and being alone, especially traveling alone. Between 2018 and 2019, I went on 10 different solo trips. Was the most soul cleansing time. One of the most soul cleansing times that I've ever had. And not one minute did I feel fearful of anything. Not one minute did I ever feel feel fearful or scared or intimidated because I knew deep down that the Most High was with me. As long as I'm not putting myself in unwise situations, the Most High is always going to guide me. And the same goes for you if you live to be righteous and you are righteous. I'm not scared of cops. I'm not scared of any of that stuff. That's not going to, none of that is going to happen to me nothing wicked like that will happen to me it, it's it, that doesn't happen to a righteous person people will argue that all day well you don't know what's going to happen to you yes i do the scripture tells me exactly and my life has told me and it's been showing me the most High has shown me through his signs so not one person could ever tell me otherwise you're not in my shoes you don't live my life you're not in my skin proverbs chapter 17 verse 27 through 28 one who is sparing with his words knows knowledge and a man of understanding speaks sparingly verse 28 even a fool will be considered wise if he is silent When he seals his lips, he will be considered understanding. Stop talking so much. Plain and simple. Stop trying to be the center of attention. Stop talking just to talk, to big yourself up. That shows that you have knowledge and understanding when you speak sparingly, when you listen to others, when you listen, and when you listen without the purpose of responding. Nowadays, people, first of all, can't even allow you to finish a sentence. And secondly, when they interrupt you, they already have their thoughts and their response ready to go. Like they're, 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 trigger, they're trigger happy. So when I encounter people like that, I just let them do whatever they do. They've already exposed themselves to me. Stop talking so much. Close your mouth. Proverbs chapter 18, verse 7. The mouth of a fool brings destruction to himself, and his lips are a stumbling block to his soul. So a fool who's out here just saying whatever comes to mind, whatever comes to the top of his head, not seeking wisdom, knowledge, or understanding, or fearing the Most High, is bringing destruction upon themselves. Oh, did you hear this? Did you see this? Did you hear what this person said? And has no backing, can't even give you a scripture as to how they govern their life. That is a fool, plain and simple. Avoid them. 
see i'm at the point where i can't even be around that type of energy like the minute i feel it or sense it you're out of my life man and no offense to you it's not it's not anything personal it's just when i used to live that way it was obvious as to why things weren't going my way and why calamities are coming upon my heart in my life so when i'm around somebody like that i got to guard my energy at the very least i'll warn them but most people who are foolish especially this deep don't care to learn proverbs chapter 19 verse 11 it is intelligent of a person to be slow to anger and his splendor to ignore in offense an intelligent person does not get angry it's rare that they get angry and if they do it takes some time for it to happen and they take splendor and they take joy in ignoring somebody who offends them by far one of the best things that the most high has blessed my life with being able to brush anything off my shoulders i'm telling you man i've been through a lot in the last couldn't even just count the last this year alone but the last 2 years especially the last i mean i've been through some things and the ability to just be like all right well let me just pray to the most high let let me let him help me figure out my next steps or my next decision and just really viewing life and the things that happen to us you know what that's actually not important in the grand scheme of things and if somebody tries to offend you the power to ignore it see when somebody is able to get you mad they control you they control your emotions they're like a puppeteer if they can have you in your emotions and your feelings at any at the drop of a dime you are controlled by them and you are not slow to anger you're not living in intelligence according to the most high so we all must work on that we all must live that life because it is so liberating proverbs chapter 19 verse 19 a person of great wrath will bear punishment for if you rescue him his wrath will only grow a person who freaks out or makes decisions on the dime based on their emotions is going to bear punishments whether it's being arrested whether it's losing it all or whether it's making a decision that you can't come back from or somebody in your life walks out of your life people don't understand that if you dwell with these type of people not only can they get you in trouble they can get you killed and you could be guilty by association so stay away from people like this plain and simple proverbs chapter 20 verse 1 wine makes a scoffer strong drink makes one cry out 
and whoever errs after it will not grow wise. A small quantity of wine is beneficial, but the excess of wine is harmful. And strong drink will make you go crazy, drinking hard liquor. And whoever continues to consume it, to consume it, to consume it, will never ever grow wise. It's rare that I even have a drink. At this point, probably one to three times a month, maximum four, if that. And even then, that's something that I've struggled with. That's why I've changed my habits because I've struggled with this in the past, especially high school through college into my mid twenties. When there's days that I'd just casually finish off a bottle of wine or you'd find yourself having a few drinks, few, you know, mixed drinks. What, honestly, what's the point? That's what I think about it at this point. It just destroys my body. It destroys my temple. It kills all of the benefits of my life. So the what I learned is the importance of knowing this and avoiding it as much as I can and looking to keep my temple clean. So if I do have a drink, that's always in the back of my mind that knowing that this is a portal to my past ways and to my destruction. We must understand that. Proverbs chapter 21 Verse 9. Better to dwell on a corner of a roof than to dwell with a contentious wife in a house of friends. The Most High is saying it's better to be in the corner and dwelling by yourself on a roof than to be even around a contentious wife or an argumentative wife. That type of energy will slowly but surely kill men. Why do you think most men die before their wives? Why do you think that? If you're giving your strength onto a woman, which the Most High tells us explicitly not to do, not to give thy strength to a woman, give thy strength to the Most High and lead the woman, you are going to have a life full of misery. Straight up. That woman will drive you to an early grave. She'll drive you to gray hairs. You'll lose your hair. You'll lose your libido. You'll lose your masculinity. You'll lose your identity. You'll lose your wealth. You'll lose your children. Can I, I can continue to go on, right? Men need to recognize this. Don't allow this type of energy into your life. I don't even allow women in my life who bring drama. At the earliest sign of drama, or I see that you're a drama queen and that your life is filled and you find life through drama, or if you love to debate or argue with me, I cut you off. You're not in my life. I don't care how long I've known you. I don't care what connection we have. I've had to weed that out a lot of my life. Especially the older I get. I mean, it's one thing to make a mistake. Even if the mistake is a little bit larger, it's still, you can still, especially if you haven't outlined that to a person, you can still forgive them. But what I'm talking about is that type of energy that a woman can bring where she always is nagging you, always poking at you, always fussing, always questioning your leadership. How can you be with somebody who's questioning your leadership first and foremost, somebody who doesn't respect you? That That is a question I have to this day. Men, wake up. Don't ever debate with a woman or don't even debate with a man. I don't debate with anyone. I don't argue or debate with anyone. It's a waste of energy. It's a waste of time. Chapter... Proverbs chapter 21, 
verse 19. Oh, we just went over that. No, wait, actually, it's verse 19. Better to dwell in a wasteland than with a woman of contention and anger. <laughs> the Most High is really giving us game in Proverbs. He's saying it's better to, to dwell in a, a wasteland, like a junkyard, than with a woman of contention and anger who always has to create strife between you, who's always angry. You can never do right in her eyes. I mean, essentially, that is men's fault for even allowing that type of energy right off the bat. Because, see, a woman's only going to do what you allow her to do. That's a, That same goes for people in your life. They're only going to do what you allow them to do. So a contentious and angry wife, that's because you put them on a pedestal and you're living for them and you don't know the most high. Plain and simple. Proverbs chapter 21, verse 23. One who guards his mouth and his tongue guards his soul from troubles. That means do not gossip or slander. Do not cause strife between people. We've all been guilty of this. We've all been guilty of gossip. At the end of the day, people love it, both men and women. But you're guarding your soul from trouble. Gossip can literally kill you. Slander can kill you. And people will look at you sideways. They won't trust you. So keep your mouth shut. Even if you think the thought, don't say it. Proverbs chapter 22, verse 24. Do not befriend an angry man, and do not come together with a man of wrath. The Most High says it again. Do not dwell and do not keep the company of an angry person or a wrathful or individual. They will be your downfall. Proverbs chapter 23, verse 4. Do not weary yourself to become rich. Forbear from your own understanding. Do not live your life focused solely on becoming rich. That your whole motivation in life is becoming rich. Chasing money is pointless. In the fact that A, Babylon, America with three Ks is falling. Paper is being printed every day. Therefore, it's meaningless. It's not worth anything. The Most High is about to destroy this land anyway and create it in his image. So chasing money really is pointless at this time. I mean, you got to have money to live, obviously. If you can make money and save it and put it away and stock up, that's the whole point. But what the Most High says is don't make that your number one goal. Forbear from your own understanding. Restrain from your impulse to do something wicked or evil or something that you have no business doing because you know how you have no true understanding of it. So stop yourself, restrain yourself. Proverbs chapter 23, verse 4. Excuse me. 
excuse me, Proverbs chapter 23, verse 13 through 14. Do not withhold discipline from the youth. If you strike him with the rod, he will not die. You should strike him with the rod and you will rescue his soul from the grave. The Most High is saying, discipline your children. They will not die. You're not going to kill your kid unless you're a wicked individual. But if you're just a parent that cares, say your kid stole something, you got to get the belt. You got to do whatever you think is right. However you want to discipline them. I'm not going to tell you how to discipline them, but you have to discipline them. And I was disciplined with the belt. And I thank my parents for that every day. Because now looking at these kids nowadays, you got these, these kids. Shut up, mom. Like, literally. Like, you could you imagine breaking one of the commandments, not honoring your parents? Just literally just breaking a commandment. You got kids out here doing that. And parents allowing that. That child is destined for the grave. So we need to have discipline, especially in our community, our black community, black and brown community, the Israelite community. There's no discipline because the, the, the households are split apart, but that's for another day. That's another discussion, which we'll get into. And we'll explain really why it is that way. Proverbs chapter 23, verse 27 through 28. For the harlot is a deep, deep pit, and the strange woman is a narrow well. She, verse 28, she too lurks to snatch and multiplies the faithless among men. So a quick and fast woman or an overt promiscuous woman who isn't trying to change is going to be your downfall. And she is a deep ditch, plain and simple. That's what the most high says. So men need to know how to, men need to know how to govern themselves accordingly. And the same goes for a woman too, vice versa. The most high doesn't want promiscuous men or women that's spoke about all over the Torah. I believe in Leviticus, he mentions that. That he does not want promiscuity in his in his land, in his temple. He doesn't envision that. He doesn't want that. That's actually in Deuteronomy, to excuse myself. It's Deuteronomy chapter 23, verse 18. So you can read that for yourself. But that ties into the scripture. Proverbs chapter 25. Verse 26. Like a muddied spring and a ruined fountain. So is a righteous one who bows before the evildoer. So when a righteous person fails to stand up for principle and what is right, they become like a polluted water supply. You're basically, you're weak. You've got to say what's right in the right moment at that time and do what's right at all times, no matter what the outcome is. That's the true fear of the Most High. Are you going to get vaccinated when you know the Most High doesn't want you to? Are you going to wear a mask at the office when when you know the Most High doesn't want you to? Are you going to wear a mask and follow these executive orders when you know the Most High doesn't want you to? That's what he's waiting to see who does and who follows him and who doesn't. 
for that's righteousness in his head. So if you see that and you don't stand up for principle, you are just as polluted as they are. Even more so. Proverbs chapter 29, verse 7. A righteous person knows the oppression of the poor, but an evil person will not understand much knowledge, such knowledge. A righteous person understands that people are being oppressed and it doesn't sit well with them. They want change, especially here in America with three Ks. They, they hate it. They hate the society. A true righteous person hates the society, hates the wickedness, hates the abominations, hates, hates the idolatry. That's a true righteous person. They don't just go along with the flow. An evil person will not understand this, nor will they ever care. They'll just go along with the flow. Proverbs chapter 30, verse 20. Such is the way of the adulterous woman. She eats and wipes her mouth and says, I have done no wrong. In the Most High's eyes, denial of sin is incomprehensible. He can't comprehend that and he hates that. When you know you did wrong, but you pretend like you didn't, instead of repenting and changing, you're digging your own ditch. The Most High is going to get you. I've had to learn that the hard way many times. In the next portion, to finish off Proverbs, Proverbs chapter 31, verse 10 through 31, which is Solomon's true depiction of a righteous woman, a godly woman. This is what he means. An accomplished woman who can find far beyond pearls is her value. Verse 11, her husband's heart relies on her, and he shall lack no fortune. Verse 12, she bestows goodness upon him, never evil, all the days of her life. Verse 13, she seeks wool and flax, and her hands work willingly. Verse 14, she is, she, she is like a merchant ships, from afar she brings her sustenance. Verse 15, she arises while it is yet night and gives food to her household and a portion to her maidens. Verse 16, she envisions a field and buys it. From the fruit of her handiwork, she plants a vineyard. Verse 17, with strength, she girds her loins and invigorates her arms. Verse 18, she discerns that her enterprise is good. Her lamp is not snuffed out by night. Verse 19. She stretches out her hand to the, to the distaff, and her palm support the spindle. Verse 20. She spreads out her palm to the poor and extends her hand to the destitute. Verse 21. She fears not snow for her household, for all her household is clothed in scarlet wool. Verse 22. She made for herself luxurious bedspreads, 
Linen and purple wool are her clothing. Verse 23. Her husband is distinctive in the councils when he sits with the elders of the land. Verse 24. She makes a cloak and sells it and delivers a belt to the peddler. Verse 25. Strength and majesty are her remnant. And she joyfully awaits the last day. Verse 26. She opens her mouth with wisdom, and the teaching of kindness is on her tongue. Verse 27. She anticipates the ways of her household, and does not eat the bread of laziness. Verse 28. Her children have risen and praised her, her husband, and he extolled her. Verse 29. Many women have amassed achievement, but you surpass them all. Verse 30. Grace is false and beauty is vain. A woman who fears the Most High, she should be praised. A woman who fears the Most High, she should be praised. Verse 31. Give her the fruits of her hands and let her be praised in the gates by her very own deeds. Solomon mentioned that finding a righteous woman, her values beyond pearls. And that's the conclusion of my personal favorite verses out of the book of Proverbs. And like I mentioned, if you add on the laws, statutes, and commandments of the Most High, and govern yourself as a man and a woman by the book of Proverbs, not only will it lengthen your days and give you wisdom, knowledge, and understanding, you will have a relationship with the Most High. He will heal you from the inside out. I speak on it because I'm a living testament of it. I don't speak on things that I don't know anything about, and that's something that keeps me up at night and something that drives me every day, the passion that I have for this work, the passion and love that I have for the most high in his creation, the passion that I have for the woe to the wicked and to see the wicked fall and the judgments to come upon them. So peace and blessings to all of those on their own narrow path of righteousness. All praises to the most high, God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Shalom. Shalom.